0: howdy y'all guys we have the ted jones comedy show this saturday night christmas eve december 24th 9 p.m 116 east 16th street check the link in this episode right here and get to that comedy show now without any further interruption on to the freaking episode Oh yeah yeah yeah! <laughs> hey, Cool. Yeah. Well, what's up, buddy? What's up, dude? You don't need to have the um headphones the headphones on, but yeah, grab that, dude. Yeah. What's up, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling, dude. Yeah. So you used to have a man bun, man. Uh, I had uh more of a ponytail. Uh, it got so long that I had to put it in a bun. Uh <laughs> that's yeah. what I've been, I feel like that's what the, that was the excuse I made when I just wanted to be like yeah it's a ponytail it's not a man bun you yeah. know what I mean yeah, I, I, I I enjoy the phrase of man bun I ha- I've had like probably 3 or 4 or 5 you like these these are new Yeah dude. 3 like, or 4 I Yeah today? I don't know we're we're working on it together you guys see these new freaking things that I got for uh, Hanukkah these nice little things. Cause like the only presence that I'll take now, man, yeah. if it says my name on it, you know, just big yeah. time branding. But yeah. anyway, like I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go probably like six to eight months, no haircut, and then I'll just buzz it. So oh, there've been, there've been times when I've gotten, maybe not as long as you, but what made yeah. you grow it that long? And then what made you cut it? You got a fresh cut right now, right? Yeah. I got a cut cleaned last week. up. Um, you know, dude, I just, um, I had this corporate job and I was tired of looking like everybody else. And I just got fed up And I was like This is not who I am Like I I come from a hippie town I wear beads Like I meditate I journal Like this is not Fucking me (laughs) And this is like A New York City corporate job Yeah So you're from upstate initially Yeah Around the New Paltz area Okay And I know that you've Headlined some gigs In Poughkeepsie Yeah I just recorded An album last month At Laughing Up Congrats bro So was that like Your home club there Uh yes Yeah And how many seats Does that have Um it can seat up to like one hundred and fifty, depending on the layout. Like it's a, it, it's this, it's a room where you could easily switch it around. Like they have a bar back there, and it depends on how much like so equipment you bring. It's like, it bring. Says, it's like an, a wedding, bar mitzvah, comedy show, uh, like a rock and roll type venue. Where yeah, can kind of like mix small, it up. Yeah, like it would be like a smaller wedding uh, yeah. if you did it back there. But like, I sold eighty-two tickets. And uh, and we filled up we filled up the room That's and great. then it was just it was fucking. So magical. what's the process after you uh, do this hour? And I know that you've been doing comedy for a long time. So is this yeah. your what second or third or how, well, what uh, number this is, is this my for you? second full hour? Okay, cool. First time first time I ever did an hour was at Caroline's. So I I got, what was that back in like 2019, 2019. I saw the yeah. pictures, the pre uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pictures before pop it up. We're showing it right here, dude. You yeah. with the, uh, <laughs> the iPod earphones in. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, this yeah, is like right before I think AirPods got hot, right? Yeah, 2019. Dude, I still don't like the cord. I like the cord, man. Dude, a lot of people like the cord. Yeah, Um, I don't know. I feel like I have weird fucking eardrums. Like it just doesn't fit all the way. I don't know. People can get it to fit in there nice and snug. And I'm like, dude, I've seen that. Do I have four fucking ears? Like think about like the MMA fighters too with the cauliflower ear. Like they just got to go freaking headphones like this. Yeah, Yeah. over the ears. I actually prefer that in the wintertime. Like if I'm running around like... Uh, with like a beanie or just like a a, a Yankee fit, it, it legitimately like, keeps you more warm. It's the best. Yeah, the noise yeah, yeah. cancellation isn't there as much when you put it over the beanie, but still, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it All right. So getting back to uh, you yes, recording sorry. in Poughkeepsie, yep. uh, yeah. So it was the second time I did an hour, and it was just, it, I, I, man, it was everything that I wanted it to be. Like when COVID hit, got a brand new notebook and just started writing everything from scratch, like just reset the whole fucking table now were you in manhattan before covid no i was in astoria at that time so um yeah so when everything shut down i just jumped on zoom and then i just the zoom shows zoom shows like i was doing zoom i was doing 20 30 40 zoom shows or mics a week did you uh host any of them a couple here and there but like Just let me get in, do my time. So, like, I would start on the East Coast at, like, 4 o'clock. and I would go East Coast, Midwest, Mountain, uh, California, like, West Coast. And that would be my day almost every day. Comedians saw that as a dark time for sure, but also on the bright side... it really couldn't get any worse in terms of like a comic, you know, performing, you know, you think about, oh, you're performing in front of two people in a crowd. At least it's a live crowd, something like that. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you are one of the comics that said, I'm taking this time off and I'm not going to write, I'm not going to do comedy. Good for you. I'm not that type of comic that, that this is, this is not a hobby for me. Like, I don't want to take time off. I looked at it as, how can I fucking grow and expand and just start testing shit out? Did you grow up in a pretty small town, Newpals? Yeah, I mean, it's a small town, yeah. What kind of stuff did you do like growing up sports wise, shenanigans wise, class clown wise? Oh, uh I was actually never the class clown i was the I was the joker uh I was the joker and the talker, but I was never the class clown Actually, senior year, I got voted teacher's pet, yeah. um, But my whole thing was you got to keep your enemies close (laughs) because like I like to get high before school like I like to get high get my bagel get coffee and I in high school yeah damn bro but that must have been super risky smoking nugget before school especially just, in a small town no nah, I didn't care damn yeah you never like how did you uh, deal with the smell because like I would buy two of the same sweatshirts when I was yeah. in high school sure and like I'd go out smoke and yeah. just put on the same sweatshirt but a different one yeah <laughs> I was so oh paranoid yeah. like dude I would just go shirtless smoke and then oh put on God. a different sweatshirt that's wild like, is that guy going streaking? No, he's going to get high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like being in New York City, like I could just run around the block, just do it quick and then come back to my apartment. But did you have to be pretty sneaky about it? How'd you get away with doing it before school? I didn't care. I just didn't care. Did you do well in high school? Yeah. Uh, I had uh, 96. I was like in the top 25 of my class, 96 point something overall, like grade point average. SATs were good? SATs were awful, but I had 12 academic scholarships. Dang, yeah. So, where'd you end up going to college? Um, I ended up going to SUNY Albany. Okay, but yeah. like it was, it's a st- state school, so it probably it wasn't was super it expensive. A, it was right? more like a financial decision. Yeah. Financial decision, and the fact that I'm an only child. So, my father was like, Can you not go, go to California? That, yeah. Right. Well, it, it being a financial decision, forget what I was just going to ask, particularly around Albany, but like, did you have. Did you have like a lot of friends that stayed in the immediate neighborhood as well, immediate er- neighborhood um, area? No, I. You know it's kind of hard to say, man. I think people because it was so long. Dude, I'm I'm 41. Yeah, so it's like you're talking 20 something years ago. Did you have other options though that were like super expensive? Um, college wise, yeah. I did, but like I had really good scholarships. Like I got academic scholarships to go to UConn. Uh, Dude, I went to Contra. UConn. Yeah, I we, I literally I wanted to go, but I didn't real like I just wasn't smart enough to understand student loans back then. And I didn't understand. Like I went to school for eight years. It's a long story. It's wild. I partied my ass off. We got time. That's uh, like Van Wilder shit. Yeah. And familiar uh, with Van Wilder. great movie great movie um so i went to school for eight years but i came out less in debt than if i had gone to a four-year school which is insane like a four-year private school right well because you had uh those scholarships right i lost them after my first semester but because i was at a state school it was so much cheaper like it was half the price of then going to a private school so how did you lose the scholarship because i parted my ass off even after the first semester, oh yeah, you just weren't going to class. No, SUNY, SUNY Albany is fucking huge. It's like, I mean, you know what it's like. You went to UConn, like I was in. Cl- I went from a classroom in high school of twenty five kids tops to being in a lecture hall with five hundred kids. So You just kind of got lost. Not even so much lost. I just like, I don't know. I thought I could scheme and scam my way through it. And like, so I what just was your, what, what was your yeah? Go ahead. So I would show up on the first day. I would make friends, and a lot of the kids in my dorm room. Uh, or my f- hall we all had similar like similar schedules yeah. so like we would switch off like this person goes to that class this person goes to this class this person goes to this class damn so we would all show up on the, the scheme, first day right. right so we would get all show syllabus. up on the first day yeah get the syllabus and then we would study do the reading and then show up for the midterm and the final um but i just didn't want to put in the work i was like i don't fucking care like, my mind was more towards business. Like, I just like to hustle and make money. What kind of stuff were you doing in college to make money? Literally anything. Are you like selling drugs and shit? If you uh, could talk about that. I was, I like, I was, I was introducing people to one another. So, sure. I got to, <laughs> I got to reap some of those benefits. All <laughs> right. You know, finder's fees. Finder's fees. Uh, I was more of like, a. Um, yeah, I was more like a networker. I would say that's a nice way to put it. I was like helping people. And I see you as that now yeah. too in comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah, very friendly. Um, but like, I would pick up odd jobs. Like, I would do, like, I did uh, dialing for alumni. Like, I would get on the phones and like cold call alumni for donations. You ever uh, were you ever successful with that? Yeah, I guess I don't know. What was the most amount of money you got someone to donate? Probably like maybe like a thousand bucks. All right, that's solid. You know? Inflation I mean, today's price what, back 7, in seventeen hundred. Yeah, I mean two thousand. <laughs> I mean this was two thousand five. So. Okay. You're thinking, yeah, it had to be at least $1,500, fifteen hundred, two grand by now, but uh, yeah, man, I was just, I was more apt to making money. I never saw, I never saw college in a classroom that influential for me to learn. Like I learned more by doing. So what happened after the first semester, though? First semester, and were your parents pissed? Like, what did your life look like from that point to graduating? My dad years later. My dad laughed his ass off, and he was like, "You're such a fuck up." <laughs> He goes, I knew something was wrong Because you stopped talking about college You just stopped talking about it You were living on campus though, right? I was living on campus But like I wouldn't talk about school Or like grades or classes or anything i was like, ah, oh, they're alright They're okay um, So I ended up getting my act back together Because like I sat down with my fin- Like, um, what do they like call academic advisor. The ad- academic advisor And I was just like, hey listen This is not for me When was that? Like at the end of the first year Or after the first semester? After when? the first semester Cause they put ah. me on probation, like right away. But they took away your scholarship right away. Yeah. That's savage. Well, you have to maintain a certain GPA. GPA. And uh, so fuck. I went from, Even for one semester. Yeah. Okay. You went from what? I went, I went into SUNY Albany with like, I don't know, let's say whatever a 96 <laughs> is like a 3.5. A 36? Yeah. three six uh, yeah. five And, uh, and after the first semester I had a one seven. 1.7. 1. That's 7. not even that bad. It's, I mean, it's a D. Yeah. D plus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, teacher. man. Well, I mean, dude, when you get a scholarship, I guess they they really do expect you to perform at the highest level, which I understand. So, dude, going to UConn, that was like probably 75% of the reason that we as the tennis team existed. I played tennis there. No shit. So I got uh-huh. recruited there, no scholarship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason we were even, like, on the team was that, like, We brought up the the school GPA. So like if the if the football team had like a (laughs) 2.7 combined and like we had a 3.5 combined, like we were averaging that out. Like us and the golf team. Uh but as soon as COVID hit, we were like one of the first teams to unfortunately have to be cut just because there was so much so many expenses. But like we had a full contract with Nike, anything that the basketball team got. The football team got yeah we yeah. got the winter jackets the backpacks all the gear yeah totally. so it really was like going to a top top d1 school yeah. which it was of course but like our tennis team was just not at the same level as yeah. the football team and sure. the women's basketball team and men's yeah. basketball team as their freaking number one in the country now yeah uh what's that gino oriema yeah the women's yeah, team yeah, yeah, yeah. so they won like 99 straight games <laughs> when i was there and Dude, uh, my freshman and senior year the men won the national championship in basketball yeah so like soccer was number 1, baseball was like top 5, yeah. and tennis was just hanging yeah. on for dear uh, life. Dude, your Yukon teams, those men's teams, they helped make me a lot of money. Really? Uh, oh, so you're gambling. I used to gamble too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Used to. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore? Oh, god no. I how mean, did you end up do, how did you end up doing that? If you're kind of done gambling. Like did you end up over, like doing like positively? Um, yeah, I had a I had an amazing run. This was 2008. Um, Good dude, time. It was a great a, time to have an amazing run. Uh, yeah, dude. I went into the conference championships owing my bookie. Um, Which conference? Af- Is that Big East conference championships. Uh, no. Um. I should let me back that up. Yeah. Um. I went into like the conference championships, like the division championships. So like Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big East. I went into those games. Uh, after those games, owing my bookie, like. $2, 2500 two grand something like that. Like, it was insane. And then once the tournament hit in that first, was it the first four, first four days, that first round, he owed me like $6,000. Damn. Yeah, Quite I just swing. fucking pushed all my chips and was like, let's do it. And I was hitting almost every fucking game, dude. And like, I would do what's called a reverse. So I would bet the spread and the over-under, so you make four times the amount of what your initial bet was. But if you lose, you lose double the amount. So it's like if you bet a hundred if you do a hundred dollar reverse, you end up owing like let's say like uh if my math is right, like two twenty. But if you win, you make four hundred. So why'd you stop? Because I made all this money through the NCAA tournament. It was amazing. Since so 2008. And 2008. And then I decided to, I was like, you know what? Maybe, you just, maybe you're just going to be a handicapper. Just just fucking gamble. Like, I didn't like normal jobs. I never liked a shirt and tie. What tot. is a handicapper? Like, you just make bets. Like, you just, like, you look at the spreads. And you just make money that way? You just make money. Yeah. Like, Why is you that just called a bet? handicapper? I don't. I have no That's idea. That's just a phrase for it, though. Yeah, like people, Gambling? like people understand the spread, and they set the fucking, like, um, they set the 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 um the spreads. Yeah, you know. I guess I. I guess I wouldn't say handicap. I was more like I wanted to be a professional gambler. Yeah professional sports. How do you blur. feel about all these new apps coming? Are you still going on those and like claiming you're $100 on like nope. some of these gambling sites? No? no. I don't do anything. Good for you, man. Yeah. So yeah. You got out clean. Uh Sounds no. Like it. No, I won a bunch of money from the tournament, then tried my hand on the ncaa playoff or the NBA playoffs and lost $8,000 in like months, like a yeah. few months. This is how bad it was I when the. Celt- this is going to end nicely when the Celtics won. I'm a big Celtics fan. All right, diehard Celtics fan. Albany, you, you like the Celtics instead of the Knicks? Uh, no, my dad was a big Celtics fan, so uh, I actually hate the Knicks. They're the fucking worst. Um, not as bad as the Nets, but they're fucking awful. The uh, Boston Celtics won the championship that year. I lost two thousand dollars on that championship game by like it was like fucking three points. And my dad called me up and he was so happy. He was like, the Celtics won, the Celtics won. Like, I was, to fucking spread. Yeah. I was like, uh yeah. It's, Bro, isn't it crazy? Isn't <sighs> it crazy how close they are to like calling the spreads, like Vegas and casinos. Yeah. Like even the uh, UConn game the other night, my boy was watching. And like yeah. they lost, they missed the spread by one. Yeah, you know, and it's like con- it seems like consistently the k- casino is able to do that. Yeah, and the casino always wins. Is that the Vegas? That always the motto wins? here, Vegas always wins. The house some, always, the wins. House always wins. the house always wins. The you ever spend time wins. in Vegas? No, no. It <laughs> <No. laughs> wouldn't be good for you. I, no, I, I. Uh, <laughs> my goal is to go i want to go to vegas at some oh, point do shows out there to do yes, shows of course this of course. year 2023 i'm going to vegas uh to do shows you heard it here first it here. on ted joe's yeah. world yeah lit dude but also yeah. being up in upstate new york what do they have a lot of mohegan sons and shit up there you uh ever go to? well that's connecticut um oh, but they have never. casinos in like central new york but i'm not like i don't know like when I worked this corporate job, they would do their conferences at Mohegan Sun and at Foxwoods, and like it's okay. I don't know, man. Like it's just not it's just my not fucking as thrilling. Bag. Also, you like doing the sports betting, yeah? Like. I like the sports betting, and I just I don't know. I could pl- I I like poker. Poker's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, I like roulette. That's fun. Um, but it's just not my fucking thing. I would ra- honestly, dude. I would rather. Just go outside and burn $20. <laughs> like, it sounds awful, but it's just not my fucking thing. Like, I it just, I don't, I don't get it. It's just, it's not, it's just not my thing. Not thrilling. Yeah, no, I don't. I Dude, I've had enough thrills in my life to not get off on a fucking poker table. Do you ever get thrills from like some of the tattoos you get? Do you yeah. have you a few of them, no? I got like fucking 12 tattoos. So did it start and like you couldn't stop? Is that kind yeah. of how it worked? Yeah. So what was the story of the first one? And then the, the 11 more. Um, so I was a freshman in college. and Oh, uh, shit. Was this before the scholarship got revoked or after? No, this was definitely after. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I went. My girlfriend at the time and her best friend were talking about getting tattoos. They went to uh, Albany also? They went to Albany also. Um, and... Uh, and um see if we can decipher if she was a good influencer or bad but continue no story. they wanted they wanted to go get it so i was like yeah fuck it that sounds like fun did let's they do to it get like little ones like smiley ones on their angle. they ended up checking out chickening out they didn't get it and i was there and oh, i was shit. Like, well, did you go first and they sorry I keep interrupting you <laughs> went first and they all right never mind we're not <laughs> no we got there and then they just they were like no nah, i just don't want to do it but i will tell you shout out to jesse albertini and jackie Petroni. Because, shout out ladies, because. Because of you two, now I look like a fucking coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great though. So I went to get so I was like, listen, I I always had this. I was like one of those dumbass dudes. Like I always just wanted to be I was like trying to always be the macho guy. Trying to be different? Trying to be the tough guy. Wanted to be macho. Top G. Top uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Keeping a gangster. And uh And so they chickened out, and I was like, well, fucking, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get tattoos. And so I got these two Chinese letters because, listen, it was fucking 2001, okay? Don't crucify me over this. yeah, dude, those were hot back then. Those were hot back then. And now they're about as hot as a fucking New York City summer. Which is a risk you take with the tattoos, though. Yeah. So I've been in the process over the last few years of getting them. Covered up. Wait, which ones in particular? Oh, the, oh, Chinese, my, the Chinese ones sliders, are. yeah, they're awful. Where are they? They're all on my back. Yeah, yep. So, does it um, hurt? Get rid of them? No, you just get covered up. You just find a new tattoo that covers it up. Oh, and my okay. guy is so yo, my tattoo guy. If you guys are looking for good tattoo artists, Diego Tats. He's on the West Side, um, forty. I think it's forty second or fortieth uh, past the Port Authority. Um, but dude is fucking money. He used to be an architect in Argentina. So you're in the process of removing it meaning that you're covering it. Yeah. How much do tattoos kind of cost? I guess it depends on the piece and how it long. It depends on the piece. It depends on the piece, but like I've been going to my guy for 10 years. So like I don't I I don't pay the normal rates. Do you think it's per hour though or is it per hour? For him it's per design. Yeah. Because like it can't be per hour. Because let's say I'm there for four hours. Yeah. For the first hour, we're just shooting the shit and catching up. Because he's a buddy. I've known him for ten years. So like I just got I just got this one done. Um, I just got that. Dope. Yeah. So um, what what is that? What is that? I'm doing yeah. a zoom in right here. Yeah. So this is just all it's about the universe and, sat- and let's universe. go. I love that, dude. Yeah. So uh yeah man, what is that called? A tattoo, <laughs> <laughs> like you saw it in the book, and you were like, "All right, that shit is dirty. no." I found it on my own. Yeah, Pinterest. Um, Pinterest has got great tattoo ideas, but like I've, I've gotten to the point now where I want my tattoos. Like I think everybody should get tattoos that mean something to them. Like everything I have now since that awful, awful time of getting chinese letters. Do so you think everybody should have tattoos or only if they're no, inclined I think, to get one? Yeah, I think if you're inclined to get one, it should mean something specific to you. Like I meditate twice a day. What does that look like for you? What? Meditating twice a day? Um, you know, I cl- I do it once in the morning and then I do it right before I go to bed. How so do like you- I wake up, I clean up, uh take my vitamins, and then I sit, I got a meditation app. It's called the Chopra oh, app, Deepak Chopra. And so I put on like a, it's like a 20 minute meditation. And, um, and then I do that and that's about 20 minutes. And then I'll go through like some mantras and, you know, just manifesting things. And then I go and journal for another 10 or 20 minutes. And that's, and then I start my day. Do you go to the gym at all? Yeah. During lunch. Yep. Usually for about an hour. And then it's the same, uh, meditating situation at night. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Don't Mm -hmm. you find that being at the gym kind of is meditative for you? No. No. It's it's completely different. Completely different. Meditation is, for me, meditation is clearing your head, clearing all the blockage, getting to a space where it's just you and you alone out there in the fucking universe. It's funny how for me, man, that does seem to be at the gym. Yeah. No, at the gym... Right now at the gym I'm working through some stuff and um yeah, no. It's like me at the gym, the complete opposite. Like Marilyn Manson, Nirvana, Metallica, like Royce the five nine. a lot of like dead Dude, deadlifts just, stuff? What's up? Like deadlifts? No, I don't You mean uh, just in general when you're listening to that, you're just like, that's the that's No, I just listen to that at the on. gym. Right. Yeah. That's just I got a playlist just for the gym and um uh, and that's it. But like for the last let's see what's today the 21st so i've been on this whole new i hired a personal trainer for my birthday Dope. and he also does nutrition if you're looking for somebody hit him up on instagram it's nick simmons yo you better be getting paid for all these plugs you're <laughs> listen man i'm just trying <laughs> listen, i'm just I trying just to pay it forward it, you know absolutely yeah, yeah like people well, dude, freaking sad, dude. people have well, been sad. there over the last month a lot of people have been there for me that i you know just i needed it And so he was one of the dudes, like I hit him up and I was like, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Are you still taking on clients? And he was like, yep. And so he, uh, I had to take pictures of what I looked like, told him what I wanted to do. And he sent me back a detailed, uh, we're doing it in two, three week increments. And then just a list of food that I can eat. And it works out great, dude. But yo, it's I started on the first and I've lost, um 13, 13 pounds. That's already. Great. Yeah. I like, I'm shocked when I look in the mirror now. Like, it's like, I'm like, that's, that's me. It was 13, like pretty significant for you. Losing this weight now is very significant for me. Um, what, was, what was that from? Drinking weight, you think? No, I don't even, I don't even really drink dude. I like no. Do you, do you smoke weed at all? Yeah. Every day. Me too. Uh, yeah. I'm more of a, I've always been more of a weed guy um yeah i'll uh, drink once a month i say yeah see my six weeks dude i got like i just like to eat and i like to eat a lot of things that just aren't good for me sometimes like i love beef patties with cheese and hot sauce i love cannolis um i love croissants i love warm croissants with fucking nutella in it damn dude okay yeah but i don't drink so in my thinking i was like well fuck it if i'm not drinking i'm gonna have something delicious you know i mean dude how great is it to smoke a bone, and then just, like, I don't know, get a fucking pepperoni and onion and meatball calzone, like... I'll, I'll smoke one and then just get like... A, I'm a vegan, so I'll just get like the Impossible Burger, french fries, same kind of shit. Too. Dude, Impossible Burgers are delicious. Love. Happy you said yeah. that. Well yeah. said, man. It's fucking great. Yo, black bean burgers sure. are phenomenal. And dude, it's it's great when you eat, you know, such as like a black bean burger. You can have four of them and like you're yeah. you're good. <laughs> that's yeah. a lunch, you know what I mean? I think that's what it is. Like I I started to get to the point where I just felt fucking gross. Like you just feel gross. And I just... The thing that got me was and nobody could tell because I'm so, I'm a you like you're a taller guy, I'm a taller dude, but like you feel at least for me. Uh, I started to feel like the back fat. Like you feel like the little the sides, the, like the love roll, handles, like, like the roll back here. Yeah. And I was like, and, and "Dude, you know when you'll feel that first I think is when you put on the underwear and you're like, Ooh. "Like yeah. right out of the shower, you put on your underwear and you're like, "Yo, Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yo, I'll tell you what, man. The coolest part is like I put on my jeans and like they don't, I don't have to like suck in my belly to like button it now. I think that, you know, thinking about in terms of like men too, like we'll hold fat like in our, our, kind of our midsection area, women hold in like our- uh, their legs, or whatever. Yeah. But I think that when you're talking about like that first notice in like the lower back, yeah. that's probably when guys in general like will start to notice that first. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. the next to come, like if you don't address that situation right there, that 10 yeah. to 15 pounds, yep. you'll start to see it at 20 to 25 pounds in your face. Yeah. And like another 10 pounds, people might start saying something. But I think yeah. in general, like you'll yeah. notice the first 13 pounds off of you. More than maybe I would initially, but then once you get to 25 pounds, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit, Ralph, you've been working out. So it's like you first notice all things in general yeah. within yourself first yeah. before anybody else notices it in the freaking lights. You know? Yeah. What's done in the dark will come to light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, dude. It's uh, it, well, that's great. You get in trainer, man. Yeah. It's good. It's fucking it wild, on. man. Bro, so the reason I say about the meditating in the gym, man, is something that like, I think growing up and playing so many sports as I did, it was just like it was a release because in the classroom, all the teachers wanted me to take the ADD medicine, which I ended up yeah. taking for years, and I hated it because it made me just a mute. I couldn't be myself. I just yeah, yeah. quieted me. So it was like, yeah. Once I got to the point where now I'm a grown up and I can go to the gym, you know, friggin' squeeze and may- has some sort of release in my brain, and then smoke weed. It just it yeah. seems like I just needed to run, play sports, and smoke weed instead of taking some pill from freaking yeah. Pfizer or some shit. Dude, we're a very... We're, I think we're the most medicated country in the entire world. I would not be surprised. Uh, like... Big pharma is big business for this country. Huge. Uh, insurance that- is... It's all a fu- Dude, it's... All, I honestly... I think it's all a fucking scam. It's all a fucking scam. Because we want to medicate rather than actually finding out what's the root cause of this shit. Well, yeah, because then it, it's the big fucking fast food businesses yeah. which loop into the pharma business, which loops into the oil, not us yeah. having trains. So it's a continuous just circle of capitalism. Dude, when I was going... And I'm, I'm still in it, but like when I was really in the beginning going through my shit like a month ago, five weeks ago, about two weeks into my therapy, uh, I've been in therapy for five years, so it's not like I just started, but like two weeks after meeting with my therapist, she was like, I think you might need antidepressants. And I was like, nope, no, I don't. We're going to sit in this. We're going to sit in this fucking pain. We're going to sit in these feelings and these emotions, and we're going to figure this shit out. I want to fucking know. I don't want to medicate. I want to understand. And that's, I will never, I used to, so like I I was bad with medication years ago. So I, in 2000, it's so funny, cause 2005, um, I moved into an apartment and woke up three, we had been there for three days, four, four days. And I woke up to some dude in my bedroom with my laptop he robbed all my housemates upstairs robbed all my roommates when he hit my room and he closed remember like the old school laptops when you close them they would click yeah and they would also make noise maybe yeah well this the click was what woke me up and i fought the dude in my apartment for like a half an hour he uh started to get away i caught him on the fucking porch he turned around hit me right here right in my chest Put me sternum. back through, right in the sternum, put me back through the glass door, glass shadows. I have glass in my back. It's fucking 4.30 in the morning, and I gut checked him off the porch into the sidewalk, split my shoulder in half, and then fought him for another 15 minutes until the cops came barefoot in fucking Albany. I was on Quail Street right across from Elberon. I thought you were going to say you were on Quaaludes, but what, no. what What? got to this point? How did this happen? I didn't know what he had. I didn't know what he had. I didn't know what he had stolen. All I knew is that there was somebody that should not have been in my apartment with my shit. And if you take my shit, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> But How did this? How did this start, though? Did he, you were bad with pills. What, what? Oh, so this was a story. So I dislocated the shoulder. So after I dislocated my shoulder, ripped everything apart, and rather than get surgery, then all they did was just reset my shoulder, and they gave me a prescription. So I. How had, old were you at this time, bro? Uh, this was two thousand five. So I was twenty three gonna be 24 did you just graduate from albany at this point you were in another albany apartment i was in another albany apartment after graduating i didn't graduate at that point yet but uh so they gave me Watson 350s i had vicodin flexorol um you fucking you name it i was getting it and so i was just it was just taking pills just to medicate because I had fought him in the street in Albany, so I had no shoes on. I was barefoot. I ripped all the skin off the bottom of my feet, so I couldn't even walk. I couldn't leave. I was in an office chair using my cane because they gave me a cane at the hospital as a cane, like it was a fucking oar, going around my apartment. Yeah. A year later, I was uh, I was in where the fuck was I? I was at I think I was at Jones Beach. Before you get there, sorry. This sure. is just this is just a random robbery. this is just a random robbery the kid all right so the kid had been out for two weeks of jail out of jail And we're gonna put a pin by the way and you were at jones beach a year later go ahead Uh, yeah so he he had been out for two weeks and it was his second stint so he had just come out of his second stint of being in jail when i caught him and fought him and held him till the cops came that was his third strike so in New York, three strikes and you go to jail for life. Yeah. Oh, for it gets robbery. For yeah. robbery. Yeah, it ahead. gets better. When they caught him, he had let's see, there was four kids upstairs, and they had some people over my roommates. He had 11 different sets of car keys: cash, drugs that he had stolen from everybody. Yeah, he had everything. So he was going away for life. A week later, I have to go to the district attorney's office to give my statement because I had to press charges in order to, like, you know, move this thing along and, and uh, for insurance, like, I was a crime victim. New York State was going to be paying my bills, so I had to like make a statement. Medical bills. Medical bills. Uh, I show up and they're like, "There's a little twist to the story," and I was like, "Fuck!" And so I have family that is in law enforcement, and they were like, "Listen, since this." This since this started in your apartment and then went out onto the street into the <laughs> oh, they were like you can actually be charged with assault. <laughs> so when they said there's been a little change of story, I was like, oh fuck, they're gonna put the bracelets on me. I'm going to fucking jail for assault. And then they go, yeah, uh, the gentleman who shall rename name rename <laughs> remain nameless. Um, it is a tongue twister. Uh, he ended up killing himself in his jail cell that night. They found him. He hung himself with his jail with uh, with his bed sheet. Yeah. 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 That's how I started my 20s. How old is he? He was 22. Yeah. Fucking nuts, dude. All right. Let's go to a year forward at Jones Beach. Uh, So I was at, I was at the, beach, uh, swimming Jones in the ocean. beach. Jones Beach. Fist bumping like the best of them. And um, fucking go out into the waves, and the wave just fucking rocked me, and it, dude, it took my shoulder. Yeah, yeah top pop, pop, it popped top, it yeah. out, dude. The my fucking bone was my fucking bone was sticking out into my skin. It looked like I had a tent, a skin tent on the back on my back. The bone it was about to pop out. Theoretically. Yeah, it would if if it was any harder, it would have r- broken through the skin. Right, and uh, so they took me to whatever fucking hospital it was. I had this little tiny nurse slash doctor jumping off of a stool because she was so tiny. She couldn't reach up onto the bed. So she was jumping off a stool to set my shoulder. And then I ended up having to go. I went in for surgery like two weeks later, back up in Albany. And then again, they just gave me a bunch of prescriptions, a bunch of pills. So this is the continuation of the pills. So the continuation. And um, dude, I was on, I was on painkillers for, let me see. Oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight. I dude, I was probably about five years. I was on pain pain meds, and only you think like six months of those were like legit for your shoulder. Yeah, maybe three months in the beginning, and three months after each incident. But because I was in so much pain, and then I just started. I think I was just starting to get addicted. Like my body was like telling me I was in pain, even though it just was craving. The fucking yeah, drugs. This had, me, this had so. happened to me a little bit too. I had a torn labrum in my shoulder and yeah. I was taking prednisone like every Obviously, yeah. you know, it's not like a euphoric type drug, but it's just something that like your body relies on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of happened to you, you know, four or five weeks ago? Because I know that pretty recently you put together your hour and that must have been dope for you. No? Yeah. Um, uh, the next night after I recorded my album, I almost died in a car accident. Um. Somebody was parked illegally on the New York State Thruway. Just parked illegally in the fucking left on in one one person was in on the shoulder on the left on the on the center shoulder and the other person was in the left lane and they just there was no four no ways no on. no lights no nothing and I fucking rear ended them at about like sixty miles an hour, yeah. Yeah, car was totaled, dude. I walked away. I wasn't injured, thank God. Are you wear any seatbelt? I was wearing my seatbelt. Yeah seatbelt seat saved my life Han, the, my Hyundai Tucson saved my life yeah and then just with that and I had some other personal stuff going on it just it was it just shook a, you. dude it was a fucking downward spiral like dude okay. I fucking dude I hit rock bottom faster than I've ever hit rock bottom before like I, that was the third time I've hit rock bottom in my life and it was fucking intense you doing good now though? yeah dude Honestly, doubled up on my, uh, double up on therapy sessions, Good. uh, back at the gym, losing the weight, getting training, yeah, med- meditating, meditation, journaling. meditation in the gym and journaling. Uh, journaling has been so, if you don't journal and a lot of dudes, like they have this macho mentality, like journaling is only for girls. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> get in touch, get in touch within here, fellas. Cause that's what you need. That's what you need. Just fucking be man enough to know that you need help. Releasing your thoughts, releasing you your thoughts, okay. releasing your emotions, freeing yourself, forgiving yourself. That's a, such a big thing that no one does. You have to forgive yourself. Nobody's fucking perfect. Fuck yeah, dude. People make mistakes. Totally. And you people, know? people look like an idiot. Everybody fucking looks like an idiot here and yeah. there in their life. Even the coolest dude, coolest chick you know has looked very silly at yeah. one point in their life, I'm sure. And also being in the stand-up comedy business as we are, you know, you put yourself out there to be vulnerable and silly. So Yeah. Yeah, I, think I that's mean very it's very important. Dude, it's all it's all material that's gonna eventually come out next year. Like yeah. I've written a ton of stuff down about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, just a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, a lot of crying. Like it's fucking, dude, you go through the motions. You gotta respect yourself enough to give, to give yourself grace. you ever do like mushrooms or ayahuasca? Yeah. Both? No. I want to do a trip. Uh, I wanted to. I want to take a trip to do ayahuasca. So yeah. So uh, any uh, freeing mind thoughts with the mushrooms? Anything? Or just? I think mushrooms just... are amazing. I think everybody should do mushrooms, at least once in your life. I have a uh, uh, um, a I thirty did. day supply of microdosing. Oh, really. I might. I might. I might. I actually. I'm very close to debating it, but I might microdose to start the new year. Yeah, I did it like three weeks ago and I ate too much. My stomach hurt, but it was it was great. It was great. Otherwise, besides that. Well, it's like you don't know. It's like good weed, man. You like you don't know how much is enough. Like that's the craziest part. You know, how do you feel about weed becoming hopefully fully legal within like the next few weeks with these licenses coming out? Listen, I got a buddy, uh, I got a buddy who's going to be one of the first licensed retailers in in Astoria. No, back up in Albany. Wow, dope. Good friend of mine. I'm very excited for him. He's Um, got to get you those Christmas bags, yeah, bro. Um, but I'm all about that, man. Listen. I'm all about it. Uh, I think, one, it's great for the economy. Two, totally. I think I think the fact that we have criminalized weed for so long is fucking bullshit. You have politicians whose who's, who's sons and daughters are strung out on blowing heroin, yet you're going to victimize... Like, you're going to tell me that weed is the same classification as heroin? Go fuck yourself. It's insane what we do in this country. But now that we can capitalize on it i think i think it's gonna be great i'm happy for the fact of now i'll actually know what you're smoking well not even so much what i'm smoking because i have i have really good people to get it from at least i think so um but i i just want to know how strong my edibles are like i have this whole bit as most comics do about edibles and um I'm just tired of buying rice krispie treats and cookies and not yeah, knowing dude, exactly. Like, listen, I, I, some of the people I get from, good people, ah, uh, the good dudes, but like. I don't know how strong their their acumen is I think uh, that's kind of the same it goes f- for saying uh, with weed too like people will be like okay that's 27 percent THC I know exactly what I'm gonna get I won't get too high I know yeah. where to stay and, yep. and it's like the same thing with edibles you know you yeah. don't want to get the 30 milligram that's gonna hit an hour after you taste it yeah so it's kind of just like the regulations in places like Chicago which you and I have spoken about before yeah. dude I went to Chicago and literally from yeah. the airport I went to, straight to the dispensary which is yeah, yeah. like it was a it was a good experience. Which one you go to? Uh the one on West Ohio okay. Street. Yeah, it was next it? to uh, one of my hotel. next to the hotel. What's it called? Uh The Wheat Outpost. I forget what the name is. and West Ohio County. Street next to the Apple Store of McDonald's if you ever pass by. yeah, yeah. They have like an enormous Late. McDonald's that looks like well, an Apple Store. Uh what was the neighborhood you were in? Do you remember the neighborhood? Whenever I go, I stay Shit. uh I stay with my buddy. Uh I stay in Lakeview. Uh so Lakeview. My buddy like, is on Delaware Avenue okay yeah east delaware close to that i close to like that rodeo drive type strip where it was like all those fancy stores but like that neighborhood apparently is like reasonably priced but they just have that strip of like uh gucci chanel prada all that crap yo dude near the near the water yeah yeah. it's nice over there it's fucking cold as shit dude i went like the last day i think before it was cold (laughs) like a month ago yeah it was now it's it's like no joke dude i went in i went in march and it was fucking awful march march end of march it was awful um but yeah chicago is amazing dude i went to this uh, it was the first legit weed dispensary shop that i'd ever been to in chicago in chicago and they were like yeah if you spend 50 dollars, yeah you get 20 off no they were like here we're gonna punch your card and you get a free pen i went there every fucking i was there for six days i went there every fucking day i was so paranoid coming back to new york because i had Five pens, five cartridges. Oh, you brought it with you? I was like, fuck. that!" Again, I don't respect authority, okay? Like, I just... I don't care. It's just weed. By the okay? way, did you ever get in trouble for that situation or, the, like, charges got dropped when you... after, you, after Oh, like, with the... Br- with suicide? the br- no, they... I never, charges got dry, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had my own run-ins with the law outside of that. But, like, yeah. What was your worst one? Uh Dude. Worst one is also the funniest one. Uh I was i had just i had just turned 19 this was Jan- i got pulled over january 1st 2001 <laughs> new year's day i went out to go see some people to get some weed and i told my this is how long ago it was obviously by the date you know how long ago it was but i told my mother i was like hey ma there's nothing on tv i'm gonna go to blockbuster and she was like, "Okay, have fun, honey. Valid. Don't come back whenever." And I was like, "Okay." I came back seven hours later. <laughs> she had no fucking clue. I got pulled over. I was speeding on a back road that I never ever saw a state trooper on until you went sixty in the twenty-five. I was, dude. I was doing forty-three and a thirty. <laughs> That's not even which so bad. is not even that bad. And the guy goes, like license- First, and he came up. He was like he goes he go i roll down the window and he goes uh how much how much marijuana have you been smoking tonight sir and i was like well first off this is my mother's car so none <laughs> i go i don't even smoke cigarettes in here and he goes okay license and registration and i was like oh i'm so sorry i i don't have it on me um i was just literally going to blockbuster i showed him the video i was like i just I forgot sorry and he goes, okay, no problem. Please step out of the car. <laughs> Fuck! It's January first. This is New Year's Day. I was like, how is this fucking happening? Has me come out? Stands right in front of his car and by the headlights. Drunk. You were still drunk. No, I was fucking sober, dude. I was perfectly fine. He goes, listen, I just, I just got to pat you. Down. Since you don't have your ID on you, I just got to pat you down. And I was like, okay, Bullshit. fine. So he pats me down. <laughs> I'd never like in all like the cop, the runs that I had with cops in Albany, they op, they operate so differently up there. Like, cause it's a college town. This was a state trooper in my hometown. And I was like, this is awful. And, uh, and so when he hits my jacket right here, he goes, oh, here's your, oh, your, your wallet's right here. And I go, oh yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I had, a, f- a wallet. I've had. I had two wallets. One with my real ID and all my stuff, college IDs, and all this other stuff. And then I also had another wallet with all my fake IDs and all my fake college IDs. Because- fake college IDs. Yeah. Yeah. I knew people that worked in the. <laughs> Bro, I don't think I've ever heard of a fake college ID. Yeah. This is to get into like the bar for $5. Yeah. Cause yeah. Well, like back in the day, I don't know how it is now, but like back in the day, they were like, you have to have uh, a normal ID and then a college ID. Yeah. And so I was like, I-, I was like, well, fuck this. And I had all these fake IDs from Jersey. Holy shit. So like I knew a dude who worked in the, uh, in, I don't even know what kind of office, student center, I guess, uh-huh. whatever the fuck it is. But like, I was just hitting him off with like weed and money. And, and he, he was slinging fake IDs. He was making me fake oh IDs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how much time did you spend in jail? Um, hmm. Just the night. Oh, damn. They ended up bringing me back to my car. So, but the story gets better. So once he finds this out, he the, the, I, the actual driver's license was from Jersey. I was from Oakland, New Jersey and uh, had the hologram and everything. And it was so good that it faked out a New York state state trooper and he started writing down the information and I had to tell him because this was my mother's car and I knew it would I I knew I'd get fucking buried if I didn't say anything and I was like oh no sir that's actually a fake id and he goes oh what do you mean like uh somebody else's I was like no it's um no it's it's actually all fake and he goes oh okay so criminal impersonation um criminally forged documents cool okay awesome um, please turn around, put your hands on the hood of the car. I'm going to pat you down again. And then he patted me down again. And that's when he found all this weed. Oh, fuck. He found 37 grams of weed. 37? Bro, on a trip to Blockbuster? I like weed, man. <laughs> he picked up like, like what, $300 worth of weed? Uh maybe maybe your boy. Like, 150, yeah. 20. I mean, it was Whoa. it was yeah. It was an ounce. It was <laughs> uh, an ounce, an ounce and a, and a quarter. quarter. Yeah, a little over an ounce and a quarter. Yo. yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, ended okay. Kind of. Uh, so, so he, <laughs> so he fucking books me, puts the bracelets on, puts me in the back of the car, brings me to the state trooper barracks. I knew his boss, and I was dropping names right and left about who I knew let me at like just can you call them they're gonna vouch for me listen i'm i'm, I'm in college i fucked up all right i admit it whatever they were like eh, you still gotta go to the station so they made me do you know take they were gonna they were processing me so i had to take the fucking mug and everything but because i didn't have a real id on me my mugshot just said john doe that's hard, dude. Yeah. Bro, you need to get that and make t-shirts. I was try- you need I've been trying. i've to get that. To, I've been, dude. I've been trying to find it for years. Just go back to the police station when you're up near your home yeah. and just be like, "We need that mugshot." Yeah, dude, you got to make shirts. Sure that, that would be great merch. Yeah, it's such a great story too. Yeah, I told you. A lot of people don't realize this. <laughs> like, people, you see me out and about now, and I joke around about you know, like uh, about being in relationships, being a stepdad, being all this other fucking shit. And like, dude, I was a fucking animal. Like you, people have no fucking clue how just off the, like, I don't care who thinks that they're tough and they're nuts. Like I will <laughs> fucking trump you 10 times over. <laughs> what was the longest amount of time you spent in jail? Uh, just a night. Just the night. I always found a way to talk my way out of it. Like I just, I was always good. Like I always talking. knew somebody or I knew somebody that knew somebody like, I mean, I, I did time in Putnam County Jail, I, I, two days. I said it was dinner for two days. Um, but they held me there because I was so drunk when they booked me that the arresting officer when they were processing me was like, he goes, what's your phone number? And I gave him my cell phone number and he goes, what's your house number? And I was like, who the fuck has a landline? Oh, he meant like like, house number like 221 or something. Yeah. No, he was like, what's your, what's your, what's like, this is a cell phone. What's your landline number? And I was like, who the fuck has a landline? Who has a house phone? No, but I agree. Yeah. And then he was like, well, what's your parents' information? I was like, "Uh, sir, I'm 25 years old. I don't have to give you anything. So you're right though. What was the issue? He was just being a fucking dick. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I find that in the hierarchy of police officers, Local cops can be tough. Sheriffs are always dicks and state troopers can be either or like I've never had a good run in with a sheriff, but I've had okay run-ins with state troopers and nothing with local cops. Any issues while you've been in New York city with the law or not no, really? No, dude. So since you've been here, you cleaned up your shit. Oh yeah, dude. That 25, 26. Well, that was, that was those, those days I was done. I was done being an animal. What's been the best part about New York? Being the best part of New York? I mean, fucking chasing my dream, dude. You know? Headlining Carolines. Being in the New York Comedy Festival. Having my own place in, on the Upper East Side for years. You know? I never had roommates. I'm like you, dude. like, I had no roommates. I had nothing. I came here. I moved here with maybe a hundred bucks in my pocket. And just transformed my entire life. Yeah. Ralph, I think that's a great place to end it, bro. Ralph Anthony, thank bro. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. <laughs> thank being you. An open. Book. Yeah. We're gonna pop up your Instagram right here. So please tell us what it is. Ralph the Mouth81. This guy's hilarious. Ralph, and we'll get you on a Ted Jones comedy show again soon. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Thanks thank so much for, for tuning, tuning in. in. And we'll Hell see yeah. you guys next time. Peace.